and welcome back to an all new episode of the, of the Giant Contraband Robot. I'm your host, Desmond Desi the Seth Robinson, with Christian the Damon Llama Ventura. What's up, guys? That was a weird vocal pitch right there. <laughs> I said Damon Llama. I didn't really have to say Damon Llama. That was, see, once again, there's that vocal pitch. No, because that's the Damon, you know, fighter of the night, man. And I think more of, besides the Llama part, the Llama part reminds me of The Sims 3. Oh, why does it remind you of Sims 3? Because they have llamas all through fucking Sims 3. Huh. The, I didn't play 3. I played 2, I think, was the last one I actually played. Um, Sim, Sims, um, Sims 3 University has a llama mascot. Oh, nice. That's like my mascot, though. That is literally like my favorite animal. And uh, not just because I'm Peruvian. <laughs> um, and the Damon part is more for reboot. Do, okay, so reboot. We were mentioning this. I don't remember it very well. I know I feel like I should. You should. It is a cartoon cultural icon. Like I remember like I remember very well the animation of it and the actual character models, but I don't remember what the actual show was about. If anyone walks into a Comic-Con dressed as Dot, Bob, or Enzo and they yell out reboot, I bet you about 90% people going to yell out reboot and start hating any part of their body like they had the fucking button on just going <laughs> Even I would. I would yell out, Yo, reboot! <laughs> and just, just to see if anyone would fucking react. <laughs> you want to see what the reverb is on a reboot? I, I really legit want to see if anyone's going to react. <laughs> Dude. Because was... that cartoon was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely spawned a lot more, um, not necessarily copies, but it definitely made CGI a lot more prevalent in animation. Yeah, it was technically mainframe, which is the, um, the creation of reboot mm. and... Beast Wars Transformers. Right, right, right. Um, they, I would say they're the ones who started it off. And then we got the Voltron mm-hmm. um, CGI series. It only lasted one season. <laughs> and fuck that Voltron era because me, my brothers, and my mom went through just whole, three fucking malls to look for those fucking figures. <laughs> and nothing. Nothing. All gone. This is before the fucking internet, too. Yeah, yeah. You can't look it up and then just be like, oh, it's they have it over here. Yeah, and then... Now I find these figures. You know how much they fuck one cost? How much? At least $300. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of people that are willing to pay for that. But not most people. <laughs> but I'm like, why? I, I, I want the Voltron figures because now as good as the Netflix Voltron series what is, mm-hmm. they are only selling the robots Mm-hmm. Um, the the lions only. Mm-hmm. No figures of the heroes, nothing. Just the fucking lions. Oh. Now I understand the lions are the main characters, but come mm-hmm. on, Keith, Hank, Pidge, Lance, mm-hmm. Princess Aurora. Mm-hmm. They're also the main fucking characters besides the lions. That'd be like selling Megazord figures and no Power Rangers. See? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then recently <laughs> Bandai re-released um the Ronin Warriors. And oh, nice! Guess how much those figures are a piece. Okay, if it's a re-release, are they bendable? Like, are they posable? Oh, it's a hell of a lot fucking better than those shit that came out in the nineties. Do you remember how much they sold for in the nineties? Oh yeah, twelve bucks a pop. I'm gonna guess they're selling them for fifty each. No, I'm, conservatively. No. No higher. Oh, way higher. Let me say four fifty. Oh, right on the money. Really? That is only for Rowan for 450. For Ryu in his red armor, you're looking at 600. Oh my god. 
for his white um dragon his white tiger armor that's about 800 wow sage kento and sai are all in the um three to four five hundred dollar range wow i mean i would i would understand that if it's something like a mcfarlane collectible or something where it's like a, a giant base you know i would expect if i'm gonna drop that much on an actual figure i want something that's like a foot and a half tall like Dude, at least 12 inch base it, like, the figure is as big as this 20 ounce bottle of brisk oh my god they can bend their arms the total complete articulation they can move I mean, every that. part of their body at least that I mean, if you spend um, that, you know how when they trans when they um yell out Daoshin and they start the transform, you see their armor in that little stand. Yeah, yeah. They have the little stand where you can put the armor on the fucking stand. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. I'm like, <laughs> holy fucking shit. Yeah. This is it's very fucking awesome, and there's no re-release of those figures. One release, and that's it for Bandai. That oh. is it. Okay, that makes sense. Why they're gonna charge that much then? Yeah, and, and but here's the thing though: at the time, they didn't cost that much. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how much they cost at the time they were re released? A lot less. About fifty, sixty dollars, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. They're they're banking on all the um all the aftermarket sales more than anything. No, they was banking on all the fans who remember Rowan Warriors. Yeah. And all those fans who remember Rowan Warriors, like myself, mm-hmm. those jackasses got the fucking figures while my black ass is on eBay just I I I, I fucking them knowing that I'll never have it. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm trying to think of what figure I would actually spend that much on. And the armors are in metal, not plastic, metal. Okay, okay. Like, the more you describe it, the more the price makes sense. Again, that's not something Wait, I would spend here's on. The thing, those figures came out in 2012, <laughs> and we're in 2019. Seven so years later. Why, yeah. those, that's why the prices reflect now, because yeah, yeah. they are now hard to get. Mm-hmm. And if you do find them, don't try to bargain with the person. The person's not going to go any way below maybe 200 Yeah, they already waited this long for to sell it. They can wait longer. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, fuck, that's something I'm ever going to have. See, I, I, the only thing that I have done that's close to having to get something that's re-released, or not released, I should say, selling something that no longer is being sold anymore. Um, actually, recently, I, I, I told you about this, obviously, off podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, when I went to Psycho, Tur- Psycho Turtle, Shout out to Psycho Turtle, by the way. Uh, card shop over in uh, Telegraph okay. Road, near in uh, Pico Rivera. Okay. They they actually offered me what was it? I I sold a Pokemon card that was a Delta series Pokemon Black Charizard, and Delta series was important because during the card releases, that was the series that they did where they released a bunch of iconic Pokemon, but all with different typing. Okay, thank you for explaining to me because I don't give no fucks about Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but it was all different typing. So basically, this was a dark Charizard, not okay. not a fire Charizard. Okay. And um, apparently, I had one that was like a like an ultra rare. Okay. So when I sold it to the to the shop, they offered me they offered me 180 bucks for that one card in cash or 250 in store credit. And I used the store credit. I was like, you know what? I I get why some people would want to sell this and then when i looked up the value of the card that's what they offered me but when i looked up the value it was like around 400 easy but hey if you didn't sell that card we wouldn't have this D D set that's right here right now that is true that is true i use that to get all of our D equipment so <laughs> thank you to what was the name of the cup on um, the store again psycho turtle check them out they got a youtube channel and a instagram page they're pretty cool people might as well put their stuff in the link in the description there you go see yeah. if we get a sponsor hey that'd be cool <laughs> i'm thinking monetization 
Do you want to think about it out loud so that way they know? Oh yeah, we're I'm, I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm clearly saying it while we were recording because I'm like, there's this world didn't get shit. <laughs> we didn't get invited to Comic Con. We didn't get invited to E3. <laughs> and I heard it's even worse to get into E3 now if you were doing your own shit. Oh yeah. So you know what? If we can get a sponsor, I'm gonna put it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold myself out. I do <laughs> not care. <laughs> Until I can get into some money, mm-hmm. then I will create merch. I'm not asking other people to create merch. Fuck that. I'm creating the merch. Oh yeah. Well, you do a good job creating merch. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, now I know how to screen print. I know how to design shit. See, now we gotta make our own t-shirts and shit. So we're putting this in the, in the ether, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna create the merch, and it's not gonna be the giant contraband robot merch because technically. The band Anamana Gucci has the name. Right, right. But there are punk other bands with other bands' names, with songs' names as their punk names. So I'm like, so they really can't get us? They can't, but, I mean, to be fair, by the time that they'd notice us, we'd have already been selling a shit ton of merch. <laughs> yeah. And plus, they don't have no merch with that, be- with that with that song title in it, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. That, or we could, you know, just plug uh, uh, the Night Owl. Now let's Ubisoft. <laughs> Gets us though. Why would Ubisoft get us? The name is off the Scott Pilgrim video game soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Wait, Ubisoft owns that? Yeah, Ubisoft owns Scott Pilgrim the video game. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. They help, but that makes a lot of sense all of a sudden. They're the ones who help make it. Huh. That's one of my favorite games. It's not even available on PSN or Xbox Live anymore. I know. So if I you know. got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. It's like uh, what PT? Remember when P- people were selling all their PS4s for PT? And yep. I have it on my PS3. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! I have um, a maxed out on every single character except for Wallace. Oh, nice! Wait, are we talking about the same game? What game are you talking? About? I'm talking about the side scroller game. I'm talking. Wait, are you talking about uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, because I was saying PT. I thought you meant that you had PT on your. <laughs> I don't play horror games. Yeah, yeah. I, if I, if the only mm-hmm. horror game I did play mm-hmm. and start to finish, mm-hmm. Death Space. Really? Yep. The only horror game I've started and finished. You know, I've I've always been curious about Dead Space, but I've never actually gotten into it. I, but based on the fact that it's the only one you've actually done, would you recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not the I'm not the ones that you see on Twitch or those you see back. If you're backseat gaming, backseat gaming is where you're behind. If you're sitting next to someone and you telling them what to do, if you're not the one that's fucking playing it, mm-hmm. which I hate people who do that shit. Yeah. yeah. And I and I am a known offender to do that. Because there's literally something like right there they can mm-hmm. kill a person easily. Yeah, 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 But you're not fucking doing it. Yeah. Like, give me the fucking controller. But see, I'm already expecting you to bat- backseat game when I start uh, Dragon Age. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Because <laughs> here's the thing, though. Anything like Dragon Age, and this is a tangent from talking about Death Space. When you play Dragon Age, and this, if you have an RPG that you love, you expect, you have a playthrough that you feel is that's your definitive playthrough. Right. So even if you're replaying the whole entire series, you're mm-hmm. keeping that through line. Yeah. And you do not want to alter it in any fucking way. If you're gonna mm-hmm. alter it, you want just want to. If you alter it, you didn't want to see what happens. Yeah. Because you didn't do the search. It's normally based off of your first run through. Yeah. Yeah. And my first run through for Inquisition was. It, it was the first the game just released, mm-hmm. and I did not know all the choices. It's going in blind. Right. And in learning all those choices, I was like, ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> That's when you do your second playthrough. Yeah. And you do the opposite of what you did the first time. Yeah. So, 
but the rain back in. Coming back, coming back. Um, Death Space <laughs> is a lot of fun. Um, there is jump scares, like in, like horror movies. There are jump scares. Yeah. Um, there is a monster you cannot technically kill. Really? Yeah. You have to run. Oh damn. And Death Space Two. I just got bored of Death Space Two. I heard a lot of that too. Like I heard that Dead Space Two got mixed reviews when Death, it came out. Dead Space Two and Three. Mm-hmm. Got the, are the ones that got mixed reviews but Death Space 2 I got bored mm-hmm. I was like I was trying to get through it the first 15 minutes of it not the 15 minutes I got 3 hours in mm-hmm. and he's like this is the scary part what, what was scary wait who told you wait someone was <laughs> backseat my oh. brother um, who has who has the series uh huh so wait did he literally undercut that though too because I would have been annoyed at like wait why are you telling me when it's gonna be scary because the whole point is for it to scare me. No, because um, there, there, there's legit some things. If I, if I like watching a horror movie and mm-hmm. I turn my glance and I come back and it's mm-hmm. something I have to suspect, yeah, yeah, I'm a jump. I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but if it's a video game, mm-hmm. you always wired because you expect something to jump out, especially yeah. if it's a horror shooter game. You expect something to jump out. Yeah. So like, when I'm turning like, the only time I was like, oh fuck, At the end of the game, you fight a giant alien monster oh damn and at the same time I said oh fuck but the main character says oh shit (laughs) so I was like okay we're on the same like me and this game characters on the same length right now but I'm like damn this leading up to this shit yeah okay okay I was like but I liked that unpredictability Mm -hmm. and it treated like it was a movie Nice, and I, and yeah. I liked the fact that it was it had some lore in it that you was you were able to when you're not running from monsters you can't kill or doing these weird ass puzzles with your um psychic force because of the armor you're in. Yeah, yeah, it's like a plasma cutter or whatever that you have. And the all. plasma cutter, but that you have like this psychic type of um abilities where you can move shit. Oh, okay. Um, it it, it is it to me is a good it's a good core game. If you just if you don't want to play Death Space two, just pretty much I already reviewed it if I didn't even get past the first three hours yeah that means well everyone's different it's kind of like the three episode rule when it comes to anime and shit like that I, I got to the part where I started to have to kill kids who was turned oh yeah that I get why that would turn a lot of people off even if but, it's a horror thing Like, but that didn't turn me off because that was right around the time Death Space 2 was out for a while mm-hmm. but it came out around the time Grand Theft Auto I started playing Death Space 2 right around the time Grand Theft Auto 5 came out oh okay and they had that torture scene. Damn, how how Grand Theft Auto Five is old. It was on the PS3 first, then it was ported to the PS4. I forgot about that. Wow, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five has already been aging. Yeah, but the thing is though, it's still going. Huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and here's the fucking funny thing is though, they said Grand Theft Auto Five on Grand Theft Auto Online takes place before Grand Theft Auto Five. All this shit that's been going on in Grand Theft Auto Online, yeah, we're yeah. way past the fucking storyline in Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so now Grand Theft Auto Online now takes place after the storyline because <laughs> the new update for yeah, yeah. Um, for the casino takes place <laughs> after the game. Okay, okay. So which means if you hear any, if you play Grand Theft Auto Five, and you hear anything about um, a homicidal multi-millionaire killer just know that's your character from Grand Theft Auto Online <laughs> nice so just know that your character is running around the fucking game even though they're not interact, they're only interacting with Lamar 
Franklin's oh. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, if you ever play the game and you hear Franklin, I'm with this big baller who's doing things. Uh huh. Just know he's talking about your Grand Theft Auto Online character. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I wonder how they're gonna handle now Red Dead uh, on Red Dead Two Online. <laughs> I think that takes place after the main story. I, if I remember, I did play a little bit of the online mm-hmm. portion. The only reason I stopped playing online, mm-hmm. I wanted private ser- like Grand Theft Auto Online. On Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. Online, you had open lobby, friend lobby. Um, you had a lobby where you can do missions, but you couldn't do a lot because you need to be in the open lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting something similar to that. Mm-hmm. No, they throw you right into an open lobby, and you yeah. can't do any fucking missions with people killing every 15 fucking minutes. Yeah, the griefing is, is pretty stupid. But then you look at YouTube videos, I'm like, how the fuck all these people, and now the PC version just came out, so you're looking right. at people who's playing the Xbox and the PS4 version mm-hmm. on YouTube, and you're looking at them play online, I'm like, Yo, how the fuck you can do all this shit without people griefing your ass? Yeah, and like they're playing solo. They're not mm-hmm. playing with a with a posse. They're playing mm-hmm. solo. So I'm like, they're not getting griefed. Mm-hmm. They're. I'm like, what the fuck. Maybe I'm the like, PC community is just a little bit nicer on that. Uh, Could um, that be a factor? No, this is the P- PC. Um, just started. I'm looking mm-hmm. at video. Oh, where? from PS4, you mean? Yeah. Uh, PS4 and Xbox. Those are the cherry picked ones, honestly. Because <laughs> um, remember, Grand Theft Auto Line came out this year. I mean, yeah. um, Red Dead 2 came out, I want to say May? I'm not May. February. Yeah, it was a really early release for the year. So, then the PC version just came out. Mm-hmm. And people already modding online. I mean, the online version for RDR2. Hey, modding gets crazy. Shoot, I spent many years modding my Skyrim saves. <laughs> yeah, I, I fell in love modding um, only on the Xbox version. I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't know how to mod. We talked about this before. Yeah. I don't know how to mod on the PC. It's all pre pre built. Honestly, like I cannot thank the Skyrim community enough for having all those pre built tools by the time I got into it because it they made it so easy for people like me who have no technical skill in in specifically modding to be able to actually download and put mods that other people had put yeah. hundreds of hours in. So I do I, I do like the community a lot for that. Okay. So that was the start of oh shit, eight that was an eighteen minute start. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna call that we're gonna call that our um our bullshit time. Bullshit time. Exactly. Bullshit time for 18 minutes. That was our bullshit time. So right now we do not have any housekeeping for this week. Actually, no, we do actually do have one on November 26th um, at 8.30 to about, I think when I'm going to say 9.30, 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, Cal, State's, Cal State Dominguez Hills, the art department, which I'm part of, we're holding a screen printing workshop. Oh, that'll be fun. So if you want to learn how to screen print, me and the Arts Collective president, Isai de Los Angeles, will, is from running it. I'm um, co-helping because I am a former screen printer. So we're going to be running a small workshop. So if you want to learn how to screen print, just come on down. Um, I will put the, not the link, but I will put directions to um, to the art department on Dominguez Hills. So you can take part into learning how to screen print. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out. The last time I went uh, to go see you guys during the art gallery, I had a great time, great people, great environment, yeah. honestly. It's, so, yeah. it's, a, it's a super cool environment. Everyone's um, super approachable. Um, it's a, it, the art, art department, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say art department is the best department, even though the school won't give art department more money. <laughs> so since this podcast is not funded by Dominguez Hills in any fucking way, fuck the campus. You're going to give a fucking science department $3 million for a fucking... No, $8 million for a new fucking building. But art department, jack shit. Jack shit. 
they just barely put in. I'm not going to ruin the sanctity of housekeeping. That's your housekeeping for this week. <laughs> um, we're going to go right into the news. Let's so, check out the no, 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 no news. <laughs> so, I very much apologize for doing that. <laughs> no, so this takes place between the weeks of November. November 11th to November 16th. Um, so we're going to start off with the most surprising news. Now, I don't trust we got this covered at all. Okay. But ever since um, Disney took over Fox. Right. Some movies are not going to be released in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like Aliens. Won't, you know how normally they'll have like one day. like um, What's that thing that um, Edwards and AMC usually does? Like one movie. Like they should premiere one movie and that's it. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, what's that called? We was literally talking about it. Um, Fathom Events. There we go. Fathom Events. Yes. So don't expect to see any Aliens or Aliens 2 mm-hmm. doing Fathom Events. Right. Because Disney now owns Aliens. By the way, we were talking about that on the Night Owl show. Yep. On KDHR.net, on Spotify, and iTunes. Check us out there, too. Wednesdays at six. Uh, sorry, 530 to 645. And the day after. It'll be also posted the day after. Um... Going back on to not expecting to see aliens anywhere time, anytime soon in theaters like or that. any um, Fox movie at that. But one property I did not expect Disney apparently got mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. What? Oh yeah. Wait 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 what? Disney got Dragon Ball. Wait wait, wait. Dragon Ball the original Dragon or Ball like... Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Super they got it they got the rights to it. Holy shit, really? And it's a rumor. They since they love Mulan so much, they want to make a live action Dragon Ball movie. No. With all Asian cast only. Okay, wait. Okay. Okay, you're bringing me back. Okay. I'm like obviously you guys can't see me. I'm literally leaning back on the chair right now. Holy shit. No. Cuz I I just I have such like I have PTSD from freaking Evolution. What do you mean? I grew up watching Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, just to see that shit. Yeah, that was the oh my only God. good spot was James Ma- James Masters, mm-hmm. Masters as fucking Piccolo. Yeah, yeah, Spike as Piccolo. And you know what? I wanna, I just wanna point out how really bad that movie was, and how it comes down to the writing because we get yeah. what's his name, the the main character, the person who played Goku in that. And now, we have he, Emmy. He was good on Shameless, though. But that's what I'm saying. We have him and we have Emmy Rossum as Bulma in there. And that is just a suffrage of writing from the fact that oh, that yeah. movie sucks so much because those are two great actors that you see them on Shameless. They were amazing in that. They're winning Emmys and awards for that. But holy crap, as soon as Evolutions came out, oh my god, I had such a big problem with it. I remember watching it and just cringing the entire time. Sorry, this is literally my rant it took, on fucking it Dragon took, Ball. It took the reign as worst video game, worst adaptation since Street Fighter. And even even and though... But Street Fighter was tolerable. Yeah, yeah. I remember Street Fighter too. Street Fighter was tolerable. It wasn't what it should have been, but it was it at came, least okay. It came out in 95, and I, went to, and, I, and I was 10 when it came out, and I went to the movie theater to see that. Wow. What'd you think of the, um, of, <laughs> we're getting you, on you another know, tangent. You know what's my favorite part of that Street Fighter scene? Which one? At the very end of the fucking movie, they do like their character poses. Oh, yeah. I was like. <laughs> that was a fan service moment, but that was awesome. Jean-Claude, <laughs> and here's the thing, the absurdity. Jean-Claude Van Damme as fucking Colonel Guile. Yeah. You couldn't legit find an American to play Colonel Guile. 
They wanted him for his kicking prowess. <laughs> but then they didn't. It was also the unfortunate fact that it was Raw Julius' final movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, your incredible acting legacy has been now tainted because of Street Fighter. Yep, yeah. R.I.P. Raw Julius. Moving back, moving back. So it, it, I did not know that. Obviously, holy yeah. crap! <laughs> so, but here's the thing, though: is we got this covered. Okay. We it, we don't know. Until Disney definitively says something, mm-hmm. this is just a grain of salt. But they do apparently do own the rights to Dragon Ball. Because it I'm, didn't revert back to Funimation or Akira Toriyama. That's what I was wondering too, because I knew that like they were they were talking about taking um, the property away from Funimation, but I didn't know Disney was the one that was gonna fucking buy it. But here's the thing though, Fox still had it and it was in um they was talking about doing another movie. That was already out there. So they because as long as the movie's in production, they mm-hmm. could keep the rights. Okay. But when it was in production for another Dragon Ball movie, this mm-hmm. is rather around the time Disney came mm-hmm. and bought Fox. So when X-Men and Fantastic Four finally went back to Marvel, mm-hmm. Disney got the property of Dragon Ball. Wow. And everything that encompasses it. Even though if it is on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. is on Funimation, there's still the fact that Dragon Ball is now in Disney hands. Wow. You know... I wouldn't be surprised if if this is legit. I wouldn't be surprised if they get the um the director of Mulan to direct the Dragon Ball movie. Because from what I'm hearing, Mulan is great. Yeah. The only downside to people is there's gonna be no music. Honestly, I'm fine with that. Mulan, I here's the thing. I like the fact that they're doing the live actions. I don't like that every single one is a musical. True. Like I'm and honestly with Mulan. Uh, they already had such a a issue with when it came out originally, you know, the the animated version, just because they, you know, were at the times, and then even now Disney when they put out their their older stuff, they what is that disclaimer they put? The these are works of their time, and they um, that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus specifically talks about that, like when there's when there's specific sequences in like the older movies that may be like a racial stereotype or something like that, or a they, sexist stereotype. Yeah, they acknowledge that it happened. But because it was a product of its time. And unfortunately, Mulan was one of those. They really butchered a lot of stuff with it. But here's the thing, though. If that was the case, they could have kept the Michael Jackson episode for fucking Simpsons. Which is another thing. And that's the only... Okay, bringing up Simpsons, that's the only reason hearing that Disney has the Dragon Ball properties is making me nervous. Only because they they didn't put out Simpsons the way that it was originally aired. Actually, we're going to... We're gonna save the Disney Plus stuff because we're gonna I'm gonna talk about the Disney Plus later. All right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> but I will say this: Netflix is making they have the whole production on Cowboy Bebop after John Cho, yeah, who's playing Spike was he was injured, totally destroyed his knee. Yep. Oh God. So they said they had the whole production for about six to seven months. Yeah. So the the show is now going to release in 2020 like it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It looks like going to get pushed back to 2021 so he can get healed mm-hmm. completely and then come back to the show. Well, that's good. I mean, at least they'll they'll at least they're giving him time for that. I'm just hoping they're the, not going to lose steam. Here's the thing though. If you're going for authenticity, you want him to do fighting mm-hmm. like Spike. You could have got a fucking stuntman for him. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, hey, if John he wants Cho to do is, his... he's not old old, mm-hmm. but he's old. Well, have we seen him do any action like that before? Here's the thing, though. Me and my brother Christopher was talking about this. He, uh, the only fighting he has done mm-hmm. is him doing fencing in Star Trek. Yeah. 
He has not did handy can finding at all in any movie he's done. But do you know if he's actually been trained as like, you know, apparently in any martial been, art? Apparently he's been trained. He was training for Spike. Okay. Well, honestly, I would like to see that. I, I honestly would like to see it. And mad respect to him for doing it himself. I get why they should have a stunt double for to prevent things like this. Yeah. But the fact that he's doing it himself is also going to give them an opportunity to f- probably film it the way that it was presented. Because yeah. one of the major things of Cowboy Bebop was that even in the in the animated version, they shot it like it was a Hong Kong action flick. Where, like, you know, single single frame, not moving, not shaky cam, like, like how all American cinema is, just focusing on the actual fluidity of the movements between the fight. And hey, if they want to the do raid, something like that... They interject, the raid got shaky cam, though. The Ray got shaky cam. That's true. But I'm talking about Cowboy Bebop here. Okay. They shot it specifically <laughs> to emulate Hong Kong action styles. True. So if they want to get shots like that with a stunt double, it's going to be really hard for them to film something like that while focusing on specifically the fight choreography without having him actually be the one fighting. True. That I can understand. So the fact that they're waiting for that does make me feel a little bit better because that means hopefully they're putting in the time in the cinematography to not only do the the animation justice but to be able to actually focus on what's happening on screen so that that does make me a little bit happy that they are going to wait for him so we went totally off of dragon totally off of dragon ball going back (laughs) we're going back to in it so we can move on to the next disney project um i this is just the grain of salt until i like i said before something definitive Mm mm-hmm I'm I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna jump the gun like I when I like I used to. Okay. So she's gonna skip the gun a little bit. But if <laughs> if Disney does own it, this this holy shit. Okay. They have the rights to Dragon Ball. That's the holy shit thing. Yeah. Um. Next on, we we're still in the realm of Disney, but Marvel side of Disney. Woo-hoo. They have the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been plotted up to. They have release dates mm-hmm. up to five, Marvel Phase Five. Right. So, according to comicbook.com, Friday night, Disney unveiled a set of five new release dates for Marvel Studios movies from October 7th, 2022 to November 3rd, 2023. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that Black Panther is going to be out um, the um, May 6th, 2022, mm-hmm. which is a long time. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, and it's like on the level of Warner Brothers if you really calculate it, it's been it's gonna be four years mm-hmm. since the first Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman two is gonna come out June of next year. Damn. Close to four years. Damn. I guess that makes sense. I mean that kind of prevents No If MC if Marvel can do their movies like it literally just, it takes Marvel two years to make their movies. Mm-hmm. A whole year of writing, getting crews together, casting, and then the whole year uh, filming and then maybe an extra six months of reshoots mm-hmm. and then they're finally ready. While they doing while they filming, they getting the um, the special effects done at the same time. Yeah. So everything can be perfect mm-hmm. and every, all the final finishing touches within those six months they're doing the reshoots. Mm-hmm. That's two and a half years. It takes Warner Brothers. Aquaman two is going to be out December 2020... 2021. No, if I remember twenty, it was around twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one. That's still four years. It's mm-hmm. going to be a close. It's going to be four years since Aquaman came out. Wow, <laughs> which makes no sense. Like Jason Momoa was in his late thirties when um when he started in Justice League, mm-hmm. mid thirties when he started Aquaman, 
when he officially came out, he was entering 40. Mm-hmm. I don't care how physically fit an actor or actress is. Yeah. Just because they're physically fit doesn't necessarily mean they're going to feel fucking old. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I did not know Chadwick Boseman is, um, um, is already in his 40s. He is? Oh, yeah. He oh, was damn. already 40 by the time he became Black Panther. Huh. Damn. Hey, you know, he still looks young. <laughs> and also black don't crack. <laughs> Unless you on crack. <laughs> so, comic book finding in themselves to analyze what could be coming out on these release dates. Right, and I, I like their analysis, but I'm not sure on, on maybe yeah. three or four of them. So, February 18th, 2022 is a release date for um, that Marvel set. They think the Fantastic Four is going to be that. Now, Marvel said they're mm-hmm. working on Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yeah. But they're not... It's not definitive. Yeah, I mean, at the date that they put, I honestly don't think that that's going to be one of the first ones that we see anytime soon. Like, if anything, I'd, I'd see that being later in Phase 5. Yeah, and this but, is, this is like, taking place during Phase 4 at that. Yeah, exactly. So, it's I, I don't picture that happening that quickly. I mean, I get why I would be hopeful for that. I mean, if you look at it canonically, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. But as far as actually getting the story together and actually trying to introduce the characters, because remember, when was the last time we saw Fantastic Four on screen? It was like 2004 or 2006, maybe. It was Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer. You totally, you totally forgot about the one that had um, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm omitting that one specifically. <laughs> oh, I didn't so forget. It, so it don't exist. No, to me, that shit don't exist. Okay, so, all right, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yet. no, no, no. All right, so I the know Chris Evans-led Fantastic Four yes. movie was 2007. Exactly. Okay. The reason I say that, I say the last time we saw them on screen, that was good. Okay. <laughs> moderately good. Moderately good. Moderately okay. good. All right, so what's definitively coming out May 6, 2022, like we said, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um announced not too long ago Ant-Man 3 July but this now has a date mm-hmm. apparently it's going to be July 29 2022 which makes sense it in keeps with like this midsummer blockbuster stuff but it was announced that it was confirmed for Ant-Man 3 but we didn't give it a release date though mm-hmm. so this is their hypothesis mm-hmm. on Ant-Man 3 right Blade which makes no sense they said phase 5 this is taking place in phase 4 mm-hmm. Blade with Marshall Ali October 7, 2022. Now, it wouldn't make sense to put a Blade movie out in October. Right. For Halloween season. Um, and also, there's rumors that Moon Knight, since Moon Knight's getting a TV show, and it's going to be out 2022, 2023, it mm-hmm. makes sense to, if you're going to connect Moon Knight to Blade. Right. It makes sense to have them coming out at right around the same time. Yeah. But, yeah. since they technically did not start filming, or at least announced casting. Mm-hmm. What was know. what was the rumor for Moon Knight? I think was weren't they saying like trying to get Keanu Reeves to be Moon Knight? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. There you go. Wait, who, who, uh, who were they saying? Shia? Okay, they want people want to see um, Keanu Reeves as the Silver Surfer. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that as long as they don't go the way of CG like they did for. Uh, I mean, he has to be CG. I mean, he has to be CG. But I mean, like as long as they don't go like the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern route on the CG like yeah, I think it'll, it'll be, be more fine. it'll be more like um how Thanos was done. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And even and going back to the 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 2004 Rise of Silver Surfer Fantastic Four, they actually I remember that being actually pretty well rendered. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just my memory failing me, but I remember it being looking pretty good. Um I don't know if this is definitive, but 
Captain Marvel 2, February 17th, 2023. I like what they said about Captain Marvel 2 in that article. Specifically the fact that they're saying like that they should treat it at least kind of like how they did with uh, Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Like that's got to be one of those movies that ties into the major plot point of the overall phase. Yeah. But um, but she does have scrolls in hers. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if they're going to honestly, I'm pretty sure they're going to do Secret Invasion. But here's the thing, though. The scrolls are not evil. They're not, but... Now let's introduce an evil sect of the scrolls. That's that's what I'm going to say, because the ones that we saw were the ones that were like the refugees, mm-hmm. not necessarily a militant group. Right. But what if, you know, a militant group were to come back or, or to be surviving of some way? Okay. That would make sense to me. It kind of reminds me, actually, of like the uh, the, the faction difference in Halo, in the Halo franchise with the... I never played Halo. All right, all right. I well, have, I have a Halo cutscene, like um, all the gameplay and cutscenes saved on YouTube, so mm-hmm. I can like sit there and watch it, well, like a movie. But for those that don't know, right? The the basic thing of it is like the the you know the elites in the game at least, no. the main aliens that you fight. Okay. So those so those aliens that I you just, fight. I just clearly said I have not played Halo. All right, all right. I'll I've get seen off of it. the Halo movie. Somebody hit me up in the comments for Halo. I need to talk to somebody about Halo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Avengers Five okay. slash New Avengers, May fifth, twenty twenty three. I call bullshit on this. Yeah. Because Kevin Feige clearly said he wants to wait a good a good chunk of time before doing another Avengers film. Yeah, and then specifically New Avengers, like you have to build up so much shit for that and. Falcon and well, no, mainly Falcon was the leader of the event of the New Avengers, and mm-hmm. Captain Marvel was as well. Mm-hmm. I think if it would make sense if you want to keep Anthony Mackie a little bit longer, yeah, because Anthony Mackie also is in his forties as well, right? Well, he's going to be doing the show, right? Yeah, he's doing the show. He's currently filming the show right now. Yeah, at this second, right now, as of recording. And <laughs> I know he'll probably be like, "I'm forty. I want to be in my fifties, like Robert Downey doing this." Mm-hmm. But then you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, look at fucking Stallone. They're in their sixties, well, no, seventies, close to eighty, and they're mm-hmm. still doing this shit. That's true, but I mean, they're also from a different era. Yeah, but the, even I remember Stallone saying, filmmaking from the eighties to now is a lot different, mm-hmm. and being an action star now is a lot harder than it was in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I, like, I remember him saying that, and that's why Stallone still looks fucking, fucking yoked out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I wouldn't fuck with Stallone. <laughs> he probably retained all that shit from um, from Rocky. <laughs> you better leave him Stallone. Yep. Um, but if they was if they really wanted to hold on to Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. um, Brie Larson's fine. But I say Anthony Mackie, Tom Holland as Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, and introduce any other characters. Yeah, it would make sense for Avengers Five to come out practically in four years yeah. from now. Now, quick question. Quick side tangent. What do you think of um, uh, Captain Marvel, the actress, Alison Brie? I like Brie Larson. She's Brie really Larson's good. Right. I just didn't like Captain Marvel, the movie. Really? I didn't feel it should have been set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, if they was so dead set and Marvel was so dead set not doing the origin movie, mm-hmm. you could have... It could have been a lot of things. Yeah. I... I Okay, well, how about this? I'll have to rewatch the movie. Uh-huh. Like, at the time, I only saw it once, mm-hmm. and that was it. I enjoyed her better in Avengers than I did in her own standalone movie. I and, and it was why. And it was not the, the amount of screen time she had. Mm-hmm. It was like, I want more of her, but this time era Captain Marvel than 90s Captain Marvel. Yeah, because, I mean, that's also right when she got her powers, too. 
Or not when no, she got she, her powers. She already but, had her powers. It was yeah, more yeah. like, who am I? Kind right, of right, exactly. And auto correcting that. She had her powers already, but that's when she started to learn how to really use them. Mm. And then, obviously, with the movie coming out, by the way, spoilers if you haven't seen it already, but by now you how should have you seen not it. Seen I'm it. just saying, you should have seen it by now. And Disney Plus has been out for a week. Right. Just... When the inhibitor comes out of her, right? That's obviously when she can actually use the full extent of her powers. So by the by the time we meet her in um, in Endgame, she's already been flying around the universe and saving a shit ton of other people. Like my favorite line from her in Endgame was like when they're trying to explain like why weren't you here? It goes well you if know. you yeah if you guys are dealing with this, you're not the only ones dealing with this. There's an entire other universe, and I like the idea. And War Machine, but it's how they look like. Yeah, she's right. Fuck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, I think that was a really clever way for them to hide her powers, like, to not overutilize her OP-ness. Because literally she flies in, takes out the fucking ship in one hit. It's like, that if she... legit my favorite part in Endgame. Came out like a fucking missile. <laughs> like, that and the um, the tunnel, um, the portal's coming back, and they were like, on your left. Like, you you just like... Dude, that that's as close as I got to honestly, like, legitimately losing a tear in the, oh, in the I, theater. Oh, I teared up. I was like, I was just like, God. And when he said Avengers Assemble, now most people want to be all big and bombastic like uh-huh. comic books. No, no. It's good to have it that that quiet, that yeah. like everyone, even if they're not, they can't hear it, they probably like, they can hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's on. That mm-hmm. knows in your little fucking, in your little fucking tribe and getting fucked like, tonight. Like you are gone. <laughs> I was like, that right there, I'm like, I'm gonna have to. Re- I'm just gonna start from that point. Yeah. On. I rewatched. I rewatched from that point the other night with my niece because she was she was watching it on Disney Plus at, at home, right? Yeah. And she had put it on. She's like, "Oh, let's watch it. Let's watch it." I'm like, "Oh yeah." And I, I honestly, I love how much she loves Marvel. She's 12, and she's like quoting shit to me, and I'm just like, "Wow!" Like I'm having more. Like besides you, she's the one I have the most competent comic book conversations with. <laughs> Now, I would say this now, so we won't be like all Marvel, all Marvel. Yeah. The scene in Justice League where Superman is fucking smiling. If you really didn't think about it, in Man of Steel, in BBS, this fucker, Superman was not fucking smiling. Yeah, I know. He, he wasn't was happy not, about anything. He wasn't cracking jokes. Yeah. He was fucking cracking jokes like Superman would normally crack jokes. Mm-hmm. When he said, like, he's I kind of like staying alive. And the cyborg's like, me too. Like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like I get it, you're trying to make it a darker like tone and everything. Like, but that's not what the core of it is. Like as, as shit as you, as soon as I can, I can really shit on um, Justice League. That is a good balance between grittiness and make it fantastical. It don't. The Marvel movies is a good mixture of gritty and fantastical. It don't need to be all fucking gritty and dark and shit. Mm-hmm. If everybody's like, we read DC comics and like. Oh, you read a fucking DC comic? Have you really read a fucking DC comic? Not everything is all fucking dark and shit. Yeah. With the exception of baby Batman and Green Lantern, what yeah. Green Lantern deals with on in the sectors he goes yeah. with. That's not in the Earth sector. Mm-hmm. It's mainly more far out in the universe. Yeah, and then the whole point of Green Lantern is like you're literally fighting emotion. So and, it's like you're fighting fear. They're yeah. fighting fear. And they fight anything that's before it comes into the Earth sector. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like... We we sh- the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie should have stayed off the fucking earth as much as now yes because of the movie he was able to marry Blake Lively right but congrats to them but still <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> get rid of that earth shit and just keep them all in that's probably the movie probably would have done better if yeah. it was still in space yeah 
Because Green Lantern is a space hero. And they wasted Mark Strong. Yeah. Mark yeah. Strong... One of my favorite character actors. Is the best Sinestro. Yeah. Even though he is the only, the first and only, now only actor to be Sinestro right now. Mm-hmm. Um, him as Dr. Savanya. I didn't even like Shazam. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really, honestly, bother that, too much with it. That movie fucking annoyed me. Yeah, like honestly, I I like. I like Zachary. I Levi. like Zachary Levi. That's what I was about to say. I like Zachary Levi as Shazam, but at least for me, I've always kind of, I've always not really liked movies where they use a younger character and then make him act older, or not necessarily that. But I'm sorry, the other way around, where it's a older looking character that's still acting like they're ten. But here's the thing, though. We seen Shazam work in animation. Yes, and that was good. That was really good stuff. And the only live action Shazam was the old seventies show. <laughs> so unless you have that uh, Mandela effect, and you're thinking of Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I wouldn't have a problem with Shazam if they didn't use New Fifty Two Billy Batson, who was a dick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I hated that fucking Billy Batson. That's the only thing I hate of the D- the new DC animated films. Mm-hmm. They using that asshole Billy Batson. Yeah, like you're not my real family. Fucker, you. They the ones who want to fucking adopt you, and it ain't your family. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And like that really annoyed me through the whole. That really annoyed me through the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like Billy Batson will accept his new. Like the Billy Batson I know mm-hmm. will accept his new family, mm-hmm. treat his new family like family. Well, and when he found Mary Marvel, his mm-hmm. sister, he included her into his new fucking family. Mm-hmm. No, Mary Marvel is already his fuck is now his adopted sister instead of being his legitimate fucking sister. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and okay, and like, <clears throat> well, well, well. Being back on track, keeping keeping the tangent because this we should just call this episode the tangent episode at this point. <laughs> uh, we already have <laughs> Nerds Against the World has an episode called the tangent episode. We're just gonna be like, we can't stay on track episode. Yeah, yes, but hold on, bringing it back, bringing it back. What do you think of the Rock uh, releasing his? I have that as um as we're gonna when we get more past Mar- anything Marvel and DC. Okay, okay. <laughs> Quick teaser for what we're gonna be coming up with. Um, July <laughs> July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, Guardians of the Galaxy three. This one may have hold some weight because they did mention Guardians of the Galaxy will not start filming until after James Gunn is done with. The Suicide Squad. Which I'm happy with because they want... Uh, I mean, I want him to take his time with it and yep. focus on it. But he said the script is already done. Cool. cool. So it's more in terms of... They're going to wait until after he's done doing the press. Mm-hmm. Pretty much filming, editing, press tour, the initial release, then press tour for that release. Mm-hmm. Um, then he can finally, like... Then, obviously, he has to take a break. Right. Like a small little mini vacation for himself. Mm-hmm. Then he can start on the production on Guardians Three. Yeah. For all we know, he could put, he can be he he did Brightburn right, right around the time he was doing Guardians Two. Right. He was writing Gar- Brightburn for um, while he was doing Guardians Two. Mm-hmm. For all we know, he's probably already getting shit set up for sets and stuff for Guardians Three, so he can just go right into filming. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. What was the release date again? July 28th, 2023. Is that official or is that a uh, uh, speculation? Speculation. But okay. I can see it coming out that time. It, yeah. That, as a, but as a phase four movie, not as a phase five movie. Yeah, I don't see that coming out as five. Because I'm like, that's too close. And, and plus, you're trying to keep... I don't know if they're trying to keep Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt, Batista, 
Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. And then Karen Gillian. I don't know if they're trying to keep them as long as they are. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, Palm um, Keflif, Keflif. I keep I keep forgetting about I keep forgetting about Mantis. They need to boost Mantis up though. Yeah, she's Mantis, more of a badass in the comic books. Yeah, she's way different in the MCU than she is in the actual comics. Like in the MCU, she actually I mean in the in the comics, she actually does shit yeah. other than just touch Thanos' head. Yeah. Like I get it. Like it was kind of important, but it felt kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah, like, like she did like a little bit of fighting in the in the big fight. Yeah. Just a little bit. I'm like, that's probably because the Rooster Brothers were like, all right, we know James did this, but we're gonna do this with your character. Yeah. We're gonna make you a fighter. Yeah. Besides just touching people. Yeah, yeah. And I and I remember James James Gunn did say whatever he they're doing with his characters in Endgame mm-hmm. is gonna carry over into Guardians Three. So which means he was probably there on the set for Endgame. Probably. I mean, they so, had everybody there for Endgame. I'm not. They. Why not him? But James Gunn was more in the background, and then mm-hmm. Sean Gunn was the only there, so he was filming as Rocket, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would really be surprised if James Gunn was there on set, like we were talking about. Yeah. We were like they probably the Russo brothers was talking with James Gunn. Like, this is what we're gonna do with um with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably be like okay, I'll do. Like, I'm writing this down. He probably writing it down. Add that into the script, and probably that's what Guardians Three going to be. Mm-hmm. Them looking for Gamora, but awesome Adam Warlock, which everybody been wanting. Yeah, like they teased it so long ago. It feels like when and, did two come out again? Two came out, volume two. I want to say twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, around the same time as Civil War. Yeah, so sixteen, sixteen or fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, so that means what three years now since they've like even teased Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. God, I hope they don't take that much longer to actually, like, at least give us another teaser. Now, or something. Some indication. My choice for Adam Warlock, and people are going to be bitch about it. Zach Efron. <laughs> okay, okay. Tell me why. He's a good-looking dude. Okay. Adam Warlock is supposed to be personification of... Perfection. Perfection. Right. Dude is built. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Neighbors? <laughs> Neighbors. Neighbors 2... That shitty ass, um, oh, um, uh, uh, grandpa or something. Baywatch movie. Oh, Baywatch. I'm like, so he's built, and he's still even when he did that Jeffrey. Um, was it Jeffrey Dahmer or um, uh, not Jeffrey Dahmer? Was Ted Bundy. It? Ted Bundy. Even when he did that movie, he still kept his physique. I mean, he kind of had to also for that. It made sense for the character too, right? <laughs> so he can definitely do it. He can act. Well, for the character, for the. Um, Psycho. But but for the thing is though we don't know we know he can act we don't know if he can be the psycho version of Adam Warlock though mm. that's the only thing you know I no I think he could based off of Neighbors two I haven't seen Neighbors two I've seen Neighbors one based off of Neighbors two I think he could but he has to but Adam Warlock before he become the Guardian and that's that's the other thing. Are they going to kill off Adam Warlock at the end of the movie? Or are they going to make him a guardian of the galaxy at the end of the movie? I guess that plans. Uh, that depends on what they're going to use him for in Phase 5, if they are going to use him at all. Because they said, and that's another thing, which we, I don't, I don't think most of these, why would you do an Avengers film if the next movie is going to be cosmic? Yeah. They want to focus more on cosmics, which means, mm-hmm. I know Ant-Man and the Wasp is, not, is going to be more grounded. But they're, or, or they're, they're still the already realm. delving with the... Yeah, exactly. The quantum realm. Um, Spider-Man is going to be more home-based. Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be more home-based. The only person I could think of that would be more cosmic would be 
Miss Marvel because mm-hmm. she's going to be reintroducing the Inhumans, mm-hmm. which makes sense for her to be more cosmic. Mm-hmm. Um, what about WandaVision? WandaVision is going to be more. It's going to be more multiversal because remember, it's um, Doctor Strange right. and the universe, um, the multiverse, multiverse of madness. Events. So. Oh yeah, that's got a release date too. I think right. Yeah, that one's coming out right around um, November twenty twenty two. So it's the same year as um, Black Panther. Okay. Um, so that one is something to look forward to. And yeah. Then Loki is another one, but Loki's more. They said Loki's time jumping. Oh okay. So wait, is he? That's, that's time jumping back. Going through time. Uh. They said he's gonna be connected to some of the, the Marvel TV shows. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's the the reason why <laughs> She Hulk becomes She Hulk. Miss mm. Marvel gets her powers. Um, Watch him just jump through different shows at random points. Um, but is it, this TV show's gonna be fucking interesting, though. Yeah. Um, other things that have does not have release dates, but Spider Man Three will be out July twenty twenty one. So that's in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still keeping up the tradition. Spider Man came out July twenty seventeen. He came out this year in July, mm-hmm. so it makes sense for July. Um, Spider Man will be out in July um in twenty twenty one. Um. Another one that could happen, but I, I doubt this is Deadpool three, November third, twenty twenty three. Nah, <laughs> like I mean, I'd like to think about that, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen either. Even though Brian Reynolds did say he had a great talk with um, Marvel Studios um, on um, Deadpool, I think Deadpool will be the first rated R movie for Marvel. Mm-hmm. But they're just—they're not gonna. I, I think what they're gonna do is this is gonna have the Marvel tag, not the Marvel Studios tag. Interesting. And didn't probably, they rebrand though? Can they really still use just the Marvel tag without Marvel Studios? Probably. Huh. I mean, that's what they did. Disney for, bought them. They, they can do that's what they, they did for. Um, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, all oh, yeah. um, all the um, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, those shows—they just had the Marvel tag. They didn't have the Marvel Studios tag. Good point. Um, so it would make sense for like this is Deadpool's last movie. I wouldn't be shocked if Kevin Feige convinced Ryan Reynolds to stay as Deadpool mm-hmm. when they do their own X Men film. That would be cool. But by then, how old would Ryan Reynolds be at that point? Ryan Reynolds said he wants Deadpool's in his. Yeah, he doesn't care if he's sixty years old playing Deadpool. He said it can do what Robert Downey Jr. does. It's a stuntman doing everything. I'm only in the suit talking shit. <laughs> you know, I, I would honestly like to see that. I really would. And then I'll and plus it would just and I think what they want to do if they do X Men anytime soon, they want to establish the X Men universe first, and then when they get like a, maybe a big team up movie where the Avengers need the X Men help, mm-hmm. then we'll see Ryan Reynolds come back as Deadpool. Because mm-hmm. so far Ryan Reynolds is doing Deadpool in video games. Yeah. Um, if you well, play, him and Troy Baker. <laughs> actually, no, Troy Baker. Um, Troy Baker says um, that's all Ryan Reynolds. Wait, so who did the Deadpool game? The last one in 2012. That was that no, was no, that was um, Nolan North. Nolan this North. Is, Sorry, I, I. This is before Deadpool the movie came out. Yeah, yeah. So pretty I much, I liked him as Deadpool though. M- most of the newer games mm-hmm. is Ryan Reynolds. Huh. So that Marvel Heroes um, game, mm-hmm. if you watch the cutscenes, that's Ryan Reynolds. Huh. Um, there's some other um, cutscenes where it's Ryan Reynolds as well. 
<laughs> so Ryan Reynolds is slowly doing more Deadpool stuff mm-hmm. that doesn't require him to do it. <laughs> he's he's busting a, a what is it a Hugh Jackman at that point? Like I'm gonna be this character forever. Yeah. Well, like if there was a Deadpool game, sorry Nolan North, they're more likely gonna get Ryan Reynolds. But Disney, Marvel, and Disney now owns the X Men property. Yeah, yeah. So, they bought Fox out. And look how long it took them to put the X Men in Future Fight. I feel, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Disney is gonna end up being to entertainment what Google is to like the internet. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. There's actually, you know what? You know something really funny. I wouldn't be surprised if Simpsons then made like a self-referential joke. Because I remember there was an episode of Simpsons where they actually had like uh, they went into the future and it, or they were showing you the future and Lisa's like in her 30s and she goes into this giant room just with a keypad and a giant logo just in the middle of the room that just says Google and she just goes you know Google uh, you may have taken over the world but you're still a damn fine search engine <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they made some shit like that with Disney just being like you know Disney. You bought all of my favorite things. You literally own my nostalgia. But you got a good service. <laughs> um, still on Disney. Like, god damn, what, what else? Oh, trust me, there will be more. This is just what's in the ether right now. So right now, Disney launched, if you know, didn't know, Disney launched uh, on officially on the 12th. Right. But they had a soft release on, oops, excuse me, on the 11th. Mm-hmm. So... But there are still people who are still experiencing network issues on Saturday, November the 16th, which will be today of the day of this recording. To this day. To this day. So according to the Business Insider, several, and it's only specifically to Vizio Smart TV owners. Um, they said on Twitter, the channel, people said on Twitter that the Disney Plus and the Disney new streaming service channel is now working on their TVs. Mm-hmm. Vizio has acknowledged that Disney Plus isn't working, um, but hasn't offered an explanation. A fix. It said, they said it will um, update the Chromecast mm-hmm. and its smart TVs at some point in 2020. Mm. Speculation says it's like outdated software drivers that aren't compatible, right? Yep. And like like I just mentioned, there is no exact time um, for the firmware update, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, and I think I mentioned this on the on the Night Owl show. Like I'm pretty sure that's going to mean that Amazon Fire TVs are going to start like skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, and the Roku's and the Roku's. Yeah, but exactly. Also, there is also a downside though. This is still t- it's not Disney related, but um, but it's still with Disney. If you have a first-generation Chromecast, um, Fire Stick, Roku, a smart TV, an old small TV that's sometime from 2012 down, Netflix will not work. Just straight up won't. December 1st. It will not work anymore. Damn. So you can really tell there is a software push for more... Like more smart TVs to be more like the, I guess to handle the level of quality that's going on to all the streaming services because now Disney Plus automatically offers 4K. Yeah. Netflix been rolling out 4K for a good minute, which looks so good by the way. Um, gaming consoles with Play, Play, PlayStation Pro and Xbox One X are offering now 4K. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the Switch is going to be offering 4K sometime soon. Uh, so, I don't know. We don't know yet. Nintendo's Maybe. always been a gen behind when it comes to when it comes to display output. But I wouldn't be surprised 
in the next five years, though. Yeah, in the next five years, yeah, that's that's totally possible. Um, so it makes sense for Disney Plus not to be working on certain TVs because the firmware, like we just said, the firmware, yeah, is not handling what's going on in these orders. Um, order generation, order generational streaming apps, um, devices and TVs. Yeah, you know, I like slight tangent. I'm so pissed off that Amazon updated their their Fire TVs to where they don't have an Ethernet jack anymore. Oh. I'm so pissed off at that because the old generation ones, they literally had a physical port. Yeah. And now all these new ones, like they tried to make them, they, they modeled them. I don't know if they did it because of Chromecast or whatever, but the one that just like a dongle that you hang off the back of the fucking TV. Like, God, I just need an Ethernet port. Sorry, that's a whole other tangent. <laughs> well, my Ro- my Roku doesn't have an Ethernet port. It's all Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool I, with that. It's cool, but I mean, at least for people like me where I really care about specifically my bandwidth at least at home and i have my house wired up with switches and and straight up cat six on everything because i did that myself like <laughs> here's the thing though. i'm i'm trying i had the wire that fuck this gaming pc i got mm-hmm. i got a switchboard for the ps4 and the xbox one mm-hmm. and the damn nintendo switch for me just to fucking play either one i'm i don't want to switch anything i don't want to I'm, I'm tired of cords yeah. So as wireless I can get, the better. All right. The only thing physical I want is games and DVDs. Yeah. That's it. And records. That's that is it. Yeah. So I'm late. But um, to move on. Moving on. Um. So pretty much, if you have a Disney Plus um app, uh, um, yay hooray! We're gonna review chapters one through three of The Mandalorian next week. But um, stay tuned for that again. It, but there it, will be no spoilers for those who cannot, who are not un, who are unable to watch The Mandalorian if it's network issues or the fact that your TV or streaming service cannot or your streaming device can't stream it. But if you have an Xbox or a PS4, you can download the Disney Plus app and you can watch it from your console. Yep, yep, that's how I watch it. I watch it off my Xbox. Buy a PlayStation, goddammit, or buy an Xbox and you'll be able to watch it. <laughs> well, on PlayStation, though, actually, continuing. Um, this is currently with The Simpsons. Oh, okay. They have finally announced the people complain their complaints on everything that's going on with The Simpsons. The um, the formatting issues, the formatting issues, and the missing episode. <laughs> that one they're not going to fix. They're going to keep what? the they're going to keep the Michael Jackson episode out. But why? They literally had Captain EO at Disneyland for the longest time. What the fuck? <laughs> so. They did say the first right into the new year, so which means some point in January, that's their up. That's going to be their big update, fixing everything with the Simpsons. So which means you can change the ratio, mm-hmm. um, if you want the sixteen by three, or you want the four by uh, it was a four by three, right? Yeah, four by three. Four by three. Sixteen by nine or four by three. So you have that option to choose between. I like how they're going to give you an option because they're trying to say like we didn't fuck up, but no, you did. Like who's no, they, really no, going to watch? No, they they um if you follow them on Twitter, they they did admit that. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. oh they're trying to get as many subscribers as they can. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna they're not gonna be like oh no we we was gonna do this eventually no they was like we heard we heard you we understand it was mm-hmm. our bad this is gonna happen and we're right into the new year. All right all right well let's see they're trying <laughs> to as if they say like no we don't want Netflix to fail bullshit yeah you want them to fail so you're gonna sh- point out your own difficulties mm-hmm. and your own problems and you're gonna fix it right yeah. into the new year. See, yeah. <laughs> See, but I mean, Netflix, to my knowledge, has not done anything like that, no. other than the handling of the Marvel uh, TV series. Oh no, I was gonna say the handling of the the subbing 
of Neon Genesis Evangelion. But that's a that, whole other thing. I don't even like Neon Evangelion, so that's not that's 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 people anime lovers first time first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, this is also part of the news. This is gonna be the last bit of any streaming news. Right. Netflix and Nickelodeon mm-hmm. are signed a partnership. Yeah. Original anime anim, animes, animation and movies. Yep. Oh my god, this that's is, that I was like, okay. Honestly you, so far they finally put the hair the second hair on the movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I have yet to watch. I'm going to watch. Right. Invader Zim came out basically two months ago. Yeah, the uh the new movie, right? Um so they already started slow and I think their bigger one is going to be the live action um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. That would be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, what's the word? Tentative about it, but um, only because you know the the last one sucks so bad. And then, see, for the record, that's the only movie in my life I've ever actually walked out on. <laughs> I've never walked get, out of another I still, movie. I still get chills up from that movie. Um, and they could reboot the Turtles um, movies. Yeah, that'd be cool. And also tagged to it to this, Alan Richardson, who played the first live-action Aquaman on Smallville, mm-hmm. who's currently Hawk on Titans. If you watch Collider Live, um, his, the Thursday episode, he talks mad shit about the Turtles movies. Wait, the the CG ones or the, the CG original? One. The the ones that he he was in where the turtles were CG they had Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like they they treated the actors who was the turtles very poorly. He said he was trying to get out of his contract. They was going to sue him. Hence why he came back to play Raphael. Wow. Um they was um they fucked over the actor who played Leonardo. He was Johnny Knoxville was not no way whatsoever was supposed to be the voice of Leonardo in the first movie. <laughs> And when the guy threatened to walk away, apparently the guy threatened to walk away, they was like, oh, no, we'll let you keep your voice as Leonardo for the second film. Wow. But people was bitching about it because he sounds, Leonardo had a Texan accent. Now, you know, uh, Johnny Knoxville, I think he's not from L.A. He's more like from the South than from Texas. Mm -hmm. So you losing that accent. Yeah. You get an actor who has that New York accent as Leonardo. Yeah. If you're if you're a kid. You're not worrying about it. But for so you're right. an adult who loves the turtles and watching these movies. Yeah, yeah. You can be like. Like it's jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says Stephen Amell was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, keep on that. Keep on that. Like emotionally or physically? No, I'm physically. just joking. <laughs> physically. I'm just Because he's. He goes. He does turtles right off his season of Arrow. And he gets hurt and goes right into the new season of Arrow. And then basically handicaps him for that season. And I was like. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. And he I, said he does not like the producers. He's like, he's a nothing. He's a nothing on um, Will Arnett and Megan Fox. He's mm-hmm. the he's a, he's a, he had no problems with them. Yeah, he said is the crew and the producers of the films. Yeah, and he was like, and he's because of that that soured him into do anything comic booky sci-fi. Damn. And he said that is his favorite genre. Uh huh. And he said, um, I think that's more fault of the studios actually handling of it, of course, but not. But either way, I, I guess that makes sense. You know, if you get that bad of a treatment, I wouldn't be surprised that you don't want to do shit like that anymore. <laughs> so this makes me worried if mm-hmm. they do, if Netflix do reboot a Turtles film, mm-hmm. are you going to learn from the stakes of these movies? And actually, whoever is playing the fucking Turtles, they should have top billing. Oh, yeah, of course. They didn't get, if you notice those two Turtle movies, they didn't get top billing. It was Megan Fox and Will Arnett. Yeah. It's and, like the Turtles were an afterthought. Yeah. In a, in a weird way, Stephen Amell, 
But I, hell, I don't remember Stephen Amell was even top billing either. I I remember like watching him in the movie and being like, oh hey, he's in this. <laughs> like he's Casey Jones. Yeah. I don't hear y'all talking like like. Like they're not using it to their using their star power for lack of a better term. Yeah. <laughs> to the best of their abilities. Shoot. Yeah. So, I just hope I just hope if they actually make a live action turtles like for Netflix, honestly, I don't care how dated it looks, I want fucking practical suits again. Nah, no, if they're doing it for Netflix, it has uh, Or Netflix. at least a blend. At least a blend. Like maybe a practical suit, but a CG'd face where they do the facial animations and shit. Again, I know a lot of people have problems with their faces, but if they go a little bit more to like what the what the practical suits were in the nineties and stuff, if they model it after that, but they, you know, replace the head with that a CG the, head like that, I would mouth, be okay I'll with it. The mouth and eyes can be Exa- CG. Exactly. The mouth and eyes. But if they had like a practical suit and shit, I'd be more than fine with that. But you have to get stunt actors. You just can't get like regular actors to do that. Yeah, yeah. But then, then that gives you also the potential to let's say mocap faces from from uh, top billing actors. I think what they did for these tur- two turtle films works a lot more better because mm-hmm. you have the actors with the person with the people who's playing the turtles there. Oh, okay. I would say, yeah. That if you're gonna do like fight scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Eh, throw in the stunt actors and be like, mm-hmm. all right, you're going to be doing the triple black flip <laughs> <laughs> right here. I want to see a triple black flip. I mean, back flip. <laughs> uh, I can't talk. Sorry. And we're going to be talking about our favorite artists later in the bit. I know I'm going to butcher at least one. It's okay. Name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. We'll we all are, forgive we, you. We, I know. We, Wes, we are excited for, I want to see... Kevin Eastman's uh, um, redone redone Turtles um, series as a movie is gritty, mm-hmm. it's dark, bloody. They almost killed off Donatello. Yeah. Spoiler! They almost killed off Donatello in the comic books. I mean, it's is it really a spoiler warning if you say it in the middle of the spoiler? <laughs> it was bloody, brutal, and just like holy shit. Um, Splinter, no spoiler, becomes a villain. Mm. the last person you ever think yeah. to become a villain Splinter becomes a villain then you find out Raphael did not grow up with Leo Mikey and Donnie he grew up with, um, with Casey Jones yeah so and then they have a new female turtle um, named Jenica Janika she's Hispanic and she becomes a turtle that's <laughs> all you need to fucking know but <laughs> she is named after a super fan Mm-hmm. Who ended up who got to write for the Turtles comic book? I was Turtles comic books for IDW. Wow, I was literally about to ask that. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a, a master's name. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh shit. So in a way, it is a master's name because you go from a fan, yeah, to now working for IDW, working under the creator, the co-creator of Ninja Turtles, yeah, and he gives you the reins of writing a new character, writing a new character. This new character is now a part of the Turtles, mm-hmm. and you get to write. Your three issue miniseries, yeah. all on your own. Yeah, that is a hell. That is master level right there. Yeah, yeah. Give her a black. She sh- she should have a master class. <laughs> she is now part of the Turtles lexicon. So good on her. I will put her name in the description because I am not butchering that woman's name because she achieves what every nerd wants to achieve: be recognized by a creator and that creator bring you into the fold. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so that would be cool. Um, hey, maybe that's a question for another podcast. Um, this one we last talked about the Batman Andy Serkis was in talks right 
He's officially Alfred. Which I'm honestly excited about. And I was like, okay. But he's also... I don't want to see Venom. And I don't want to see Venom 2. Mm-hmm. He's that one character who should not have no fucking movie. <laughs> Introduce him in Spider-Man. God damn it. Just, that's all you have to fucking do. That's... that's tangent, that, tangent. Tangent. Sign over cosine. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to reunite with working with Matt Reeves, who did the two last two Planet of the Apes films. Right. So if he's going to be directing um, Venom 2, but also playing Alfred, I think Alfred's going to have a very minimal role in the Batman. That would make sense. Yeah, because it's like, well, Alfred has, um, you know, it depends on what they what story they tell, because Alfred has a different level of involvement yeah. depending on what the story is. And he is going to be the technically the youngest Alfred. Guess how old is Andy Serkis? How old is Andy Serkis? 50 years old. Really? He's only 50! Really? Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Oh my god. I thought he was a little bit older. Yeah. Legit, I thought he was a little bit older. Michael B. Jordan is... Oh no, sorry. Chadwick Boseman is 40. Yeah. Andy Serkis is 50. I don't know anybody's age anymore. What the hell, Hollywood? <laughs> Guess how old is Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. 38. Guess. I'm gonna give you a guess. Uh, I'm sorry, I I don't remember. <laughs> He's 34, like me. 34. Yeah. Okay. As su- uh, more successful than I am, though. <laughs> <sighs> did you see? Uh, did you see what's it called? Um, that animated series he's doing with Rooster Teeth. Genlock. Genlock. No. It's actually really good. I, I check don't it have out. a Rooster Teeth account. You don't need to. <laughs> How do I watch it? You would watch it on. Um... Oh, actually, no. Never mind. No, wait. I think it's on. Uh... Is it on? Is it on DC Universe now? No. Genlock is not on. It, no, it's Jim not. Genlock was. It, then Ruby would be on on DC Universe. Mm, yeah, because it, I mean, well, it now falls under Warner Brothers now. Yeah. So, as I know, Genlock season two is going to be on HBO. Oh, Max. you know what? It's on a. It's on a Toonami or Adult Swim. Oh, I don't have Sling TV, so I can't watch it. Ah, well, if you do have Sling TV, check it out. It's actually pretty good. So yeah, I, I seriously think he's going to be. Um, like we said, a minimal role, mm-hmm. so it's not a big one. So it gives him time to focus more on Venom. Yeah, but we do know that Matt Reeves has said it. If it gets a sequel, and he already started writing the sequel, Robin will be introduced in the sequel, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> um, so I can see Andy Serkis having a more bigger role in that one because that's where Alfred gets his nickname, Alfie. Yeah, because that was from Dick. Um. He was he was more in guidance of Dick than Bruce was. Yep. For like, this first movie, he don't know Dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get those dick dick jokes in when you want. Yep, yep. Um, so I can see that happening. Um, also, there was an actress. We, I think we talked about her already la- um, last episode. Um, she just graduated from Juilliard. And she's in the movie. She's going to be in the Batman. Right, right. That African-American We actress. did touch on this, yeah. Um, I, I'm i now coming around to the idea. She might be... Even though I don't want her to be Barbara Gordon because of her age and how close she is in age. Barbara Patterson's around my age. Yeah. I really don't want her to be Barbara Gordon. But... The stuff that I've seen, I, since we did the last the last show, and I've seen some things on YouTube, oh, she she can kill it. If she does become Batgirl, I would be disappointed because it's what they did in the cartoon, The Batman, mm-hmm. where 
Bad Girl was introduced first, then Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Which is to me is backwards because she was more inspired to me from what from the years I've read the comics, she was more inspired because of the fact that yeah, it's Batman, you're modeling your your moniker moniker after Batman, but you see him with a sidekick, so you think oh, he'll be willing to have me around. Yeah, exactly. It's kinda like it's the thing that inspired the formation of the Bat family. Because before it was Batman and Robin. Batman yeah. and Robin. And then when Barbara gets more more, you know, inspired and then actually starts becoming involved like with her addition it actually becomes more of the bat family it actually starts becoming like the inclusion of other people to uh bruce wayne that he feels he can actually include other people in what he's doing up to a certain point obviously up to a certain point but now i'll be happy if these batman movies he's doing is his way of doing the bat family yeah if matt reeves do it the right way i no. I don't think he's going to do it the right. He's going to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't like Planet of the Apes, those you can still say those two films are phenomenal. Yeah, and they're very well written, very well directed, and acted. So, well, there's three films. Well, he didn't do the first one. He didn't. Rupert Wyatt did the first one. Oh, oh, no the, wonder it feels like a different tone. The fucking director of Ghost in the Shell directed fucking. Pre- I thought you said he's... we don't talk about that. What happened? We don't talk about. That. <laughs> <laughs> Still, Rupert Wyatt directed the first one. Yeah, yeah. With um, <laughs> James Franco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if they do go this route with Robin, with um, Andy Serkis as Alfred, and Robin coming in later, then use the dynamic where dynamic where he does not want to be a superhero. Mm. More until there's so many variations of Dick, where. He wants to be a hero so he can get revenge on Zuko, who killed his parents. And then there's ones where... Where he, he doesn't know who it is, yeah. And where he did not want to be... He did not want to be a hero until he found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Yeah. And he goaded Bruce Wayne into letting him be a hero. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be a cool version. Yeah. And they have to pick... And like the... Um, That's Scott, not one you want to see. Scott McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movie... Mm-hmm. And the, oh no, the Lego films. Mm-hmm. He directed those. He was supposed to direct the Nightwing movie. Oh, huh. But he's he said he's there's he's super busy trying to make a Dungeons and Dragons film. <laughs> currently, he's currently trying to make a Dungeons and Dragons film. Oh God. He said whoever plays Dick Grayson, you need to know that you're going to be maybe bigger than Batman in terms of popularity and fame. Yeah. You have to have sex appeal. You gonna be he's like as much as women get ogled, you're mm-hmm. gonna be ogled. Yeah, because he's he's technically a sex symbol for all for gays and and for women who love Dick Grayson and yeah. his ass specifically, yeah. and his hair for some reason. I'm like that's America's ass. I'm like <laughs> I'm like his hair. I like his really? ass. I like his ass. I can get because he's a gymnast. Yeah, yeah, but his hair. Who gives a fuck about Dick Grayson's hair? Yeah. <coughs> You'd be surprised. Some chicks are really into it. I know, and then there's some dudes who into the hair team. I'm like, all right, whatever. whatever. Shoot, even that whatever. figure you got on the shelf there has a nice head of hair. <laughs> that's a mullet. I don't like mullet Nightwing. Yeah, that's true. Mullet right. wing. <laughs> now, like I said, whatever floats your boat in terms of somebody's hair. All right, but he was like, they have to be willing to do most stunts in terms of form of gymnastics. Yeah, and that's really tough to find. The perfect person to be 
Nightwing would have been Tom Holland. Yeah. Spider-Man, if he was started up as Robin, then into Nightwing, mm-hmm. Tom Holland. Yeah. He's a former gymnast. He practically, most of the flipping and most of the acrobats in Spider-Man, that's him. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. That's... He even proved it. He even did it on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh, wait, I saw that. Yeah, I do remember that. And he said he literally broken his nose. He said he broken his nose more on other movies doing his own flips than he did on Spider-Man. <laughs> so that shows you. Tom Holland, if you're not in the Spider-Man costume, that gives you more weight mm-hmm. and leverage. Do not do any flips in any other fucking film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm, he would have been a perfect... A you know, you've perfect. convinced me. You've convinced me that he... I would actually really like to see him as a, as a Nightwing. And you know who would have been a better Spider-Man? Who? Grant Gustin, who currently plays The Flash. Yeah... He would have been a good older Spider-Man. Yeah. He would have been... You want to know how um, Grant Gustin was when he became Flash? Wow. 21. Huh. He is just now turning 27. Wow. They got him really early. Yeah. So if you watch Arrow, the episode... Failing Grant Gustin getting uh, John Mulaney. (laughs) If you watch um, the Arrow episode where Grant Gustin becomes Barry Allen, Mm -hmm. I think they said he was just now... He was like just at the time 19, 20 years old. Wow. So he's literally growing playing the Flash. Wow, that's cool. I, I like when they do that, but it's so hard to find the right person to do that. Yeah, and I'm like, and they got him off of um, Glee. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like... It's the only thing that came out of, good out of Glee for me. I was literally watching the Flash, and I was like, he could have been Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He, he still fit the high school age range. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he could have been Spider-Man. And Tom Holland, and I literally was looking at it like, Tom Holland could have been... Robin, Grant Gustin could have been Spider-Man. Hmm. Well, I mean, theoretically, I mean, it's not like it's in talks or anything, but he would still be within the age range to play a Nightwing. Mm, yeah, but he's he's Tom Holland still is so ingrained into the MCO, he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to do like. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to do what Andy Serkis is doing. He wouldn't be able to Jump do Marvel between. films and doing DC films. Yeah, because Andy Serkis is very, like, art house. Like, he can, like, that's not his main thing. Comic book movies are not his main thing. Yeah. Like, he's great in them, but it's not his main thing. Yeah. Um, moving on from comic book movies to gaming. This one kind of threw us both off. Um, the fact that Sony might start, might sell their PS5 super cheap. And the way to do that give us the base model like they did for the PS4 500 gigs or 1 terabyte mm-hmm. but charge us with terabomb with um, solid state drives solid state drives in the form of cartridges well I looked at it it was it, it, it was they're just gonna um, charge us for the solid state drive it's not gonna be like disk drive cartridges it's more like think about having a fucking memory card I know <laughs> for, for view viewers think about having a memory card from the PS4 Two and no, not, yeah, the yeah, PS2, PS2 and the PS1 era. Yeah, but it's it's a solid state drive. Do you do you remember how big or how much memory those um, memory cards had? Oh, I forgot. It was eight megabytes. It was an eight that megabyte card. Games, that means the games didn't take up that much fucking space, um, that much memory at the time. Then. Well, think about it this way: most of the memory on the game for the game was on the disc. Yep. They would only save the state of the game in go. the in the memory card. Oh man, I used to remember the PlayStation One um, demo disc um, debacle. Oh, 
Ooh, that's something. If you got the if you got the PlayStation magazine, it had Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony. Tony Hawk, Hawk Pro Skater Two. Um, I want to say maybe that was back when they sent out game demos with Game Informer and stuff. Oh no, I had PlayStation magazine. Oh, straight up PlayStation magazine. <laughs> wow, that's not even a thing anymore. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> um, medieval Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. I forgot what was the other games, but if you play them, it wipes your memory card. Yeah. And I remember it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking freaking out. Me and my brothers were freaking out. Like, and we find out after the fact, and like, yeah. this is literally before the fucking internet. We didn't find out until if you didn't have. Till the next issue. <laughs> the next issue or um, G4. Um, that show G four that they had on G four it was Tech TV mm-hmm. and G four it was a show on Tech TV called um oh shit I think I know one listener who's probably screaming at us right now saying it was this one because <laughs> the only thing I remember from um because they had Tom and Tellerico and he's a big um he does all these video game um orchestra shows he was it was his show it was another guy Jade Raymond. Who's worked on almost every single Assassin's Creed game? She was also on this show. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a tech TV show. But even Evangeline Lilly was on the fucking show. Wow. <laughs> I remember my grandmother had cable and we watched it and they talked about it. Mm-hmm. This is before G4 and tech TV merged. Mm-hmm. And they talked about do not play the demo disc because this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I was just flicking through um, the cable, and then Tech TV popped up. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Like, what's going on? What the fuck?" Turn on your PS, your PS One, or wait, was it PS One or Two at the time? PS One. PS One. Turn on your PS One at the time. Check your saves. Nothing's there. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just being sad as fuck. Oh god. But I bet. thing is, we only have the red ring of death or your in the the blue screen pow- of death on anything. Blue screen of death. I'll say white bar of death. White bar of death. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see, so I don't, since on the Night Owl show, I don't see Sony doing this. Hmm. I, they probably trying to make it more affordable for, um, for our fans. Cause they, we don't know what Xbox Scorpio is yeah. going to be. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure they're trying to Scarlet or Scorpio. Scarlet. Scarlet. Scor- Scorpio was Xbox one. Okay. We don't know what Scarlet is going to be or in terms of price. It's going to be expensive if they're going to be pushing ray tracing. Yep. That's for sure. Based off of the hardware specs alone, that's like... I'm wondering how they're going to keep that cost down because based off of the specs, that's easily a two grand PC. I mean, I know it's not going to be a PC, but they're going to optimize all the hardware, so it is going to be cheaper than that. Yeah. But either way, like with the capabilities they want that to have, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. So I'm, I'm... I do like the fact that they're, they're going to allow us to have easily upgradable memory, you know, but I, I don't like the fact that they're trying to push so much for non-physical media and then still sell you something that's physical that you then have to put into the cart. Like, I know, I know it's not the same thing, but if you want to sell me something to stick in the fucking system, give me a CD or something physical that i can still hold in my hands and say i own this game because don't get me wrong i get why everybody's going to cloud i get it sorry i'm going on another rant it's good i get it let it out 
<laughs> I get why they're going to cloud. It's easier. Like, that's cool. You download your stuff off of your phone when you're at work or whatever. Just be like, oh, hey, I want this game. Go home. It's ready for you. That is an awesome service yeah. that is only available because you use the cloud. That's cool. But still give me the option as a consumer to physically own the thing that I pay you money for. Because I don't want to buy a game, be all excited for it, and then you guys shut down the fucking servers, and then I can't play my game until you guys decide, hey, let's turn the Switch back on. Even though I paid money for it. And they're saying, no, we, we pay, you're not paying for the game, you're paying for the license to play the game. You know what? If you're going to charge me for a game that is not even physically in my hands, at the very least knock 15 bucks off of it because I know you're not spending on fucking plastic. Not even the paper insert that goes in the game. End of rent. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go into our listener question that we w- we promised to, um, to talk about on this episode. Our create our own super band and include some songs that we want to want them to play. Yes, yes, yes. Now we're going to let Christian go because he's he's on a roll. <laughs> on his rent, he's on a roll. We're going to let him pick his um, his band and what it is your band members. All right. So for my band members. I very much enjoy rock. Right. So for my band members, most of my, my uh, members are all rock-based. Okay. <laughs> for, uh, for my lead guitarist and uh, lead vocalist, I actually chose Joan Jett. Okay. I like Joan Jett a lot. I actually got to see her perform live. Awesome. Uh, and actually, it's a little bit of a cheat for the question because I got to see her perform live with Dave Grohl, which is my uh, drummer okay. and backup vocalist. Okay. So I got to see them perform I see, together. I wouldn't consider it a cheat. Uh, I say cheat just because I already I've already physically seen them together do songs that weren't theirs okay. because they were doing Nirvana songs and they had her actually performing the lead vocals for all of Kurt Cobain's parts okay. and that was an amazing concert to see. So for my guitarist I have her and for my uh, drums and backup vocals I have Dave Grohl. Okay. Well I say backup but I'll explain that with the song choices. Uh, for piano actually because uh, you know a lot of Classic rock does actually have piano in it, which I think sometimes people forget. I have uh, Billy Joel in there. Okay. You know, the original piano man. <laughs> um, what I wanted to go, I honestly wanted to go with uh, Elton John, but Elton John is such a performer in and of his own right. I feel like if he was in a band ensemble, he it's not doing him justice to keep him in the back. Yeah, and as a background vocalist, he's knowing Elton John, he'd be like, I'm front center or not. I'm not here at all. Exactly, exactly. So for me, Billy Joel on that. For uh, for a another lead guitar, but mainly rhythm guitar, depending on the song, I would actually want to have Carlos Santana in there. Okay. Because, my God, he can shred. Oh, yes. Nobody has to tell anybody that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing guy. Um, I also want to have on bass there Paul McCartney. Another icon, another classic. I the thing is, I wouldn't have him do vocals though, only because that I do love his vocals. But in this in this situation with my song choices, he doesn't really match him. But obviously, he's an amazingly gifted bassist. Okay. So I want him in there. And the caveat that we had said right was we have to put ourselves into the band. Yes. <laughs> so for me, I I like to play piano. But I already have somebody playing piano, so the most competent thing I could probably do would be playing cajon, <laughs> which, if you guys don't know, is a uh, is an instrument that is basically a box you sit on, which emulates uh, drums and snare based on where you hit it. It's kind of like it's it's kind of like a uh, um, like a standing drum, okay. except if you if you actually adjust the screws on the side, you can adjust how uh, 
how it snares on different parts when you hit it. Okay. So you can actually, if you're if you're really good with it, you can emulate most sounds that would come out of a drum kit. Okay. But I'm only competent with it, so I'd be in the back doing rhythm. <laughs> so those are my band members. But for song choices, actually, let me go ahead and make sure that I pull up the right list here. Give me one second about that, sorry. For my song choices, actually, I'd have, uh, not in any particular order, How to Save a Life by The Fray. Okay, I remember that song. Yeah, it's it's. It always played on a sad NBC fucking. Um... Yeah, it's been ruined by what's it? Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and everything um, else. Chicago Fire, yeah. Chicago Medical. Yeah, <laughs> but if you can separate it from the shows, I've honestly always liked that song, <laughs> and um, with the with the actual rhythm and everything, I think it would it would be a good ensemble in there. But I would have Joan Jett sing it. Okay. For the for most of these, I would have Joan Jett singing. Okay. Because I love Dave Grohl. I've already said that. I've mentioned that on the Night Owl too. Okay. I really do. But for vocals, the the whole point of the list that I'm doing is I want them to perform their rendition of the song, not play the same song but them playing it. Okay. So I would I would actually really be interested to hear what Joan Jett would have to do, especially now, because her voice has changed. You know, over time, as you get older, you're you're your voice changes, it strains differently. Yeah. But hearing how she is now, even then, I, I want to see how she would sing that. Okay. Um, throwing in a little bit different there, I actually would like to hear Jack and Diane from John Mellencamp. Okay. And I would love that. It's not a duet, but I would love to hear that as a duet form from Joan Jett and Dave Grohl. Okay. Uh, for my third choice, I'd put in Sweet Child of Mine. You, you always have to have some Guns N' Roses in there oh, somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I grew up on classic rock. So I have to I have to have something like that. Damn, the thing, <laughs> Guns N' Roses is classic rock. Oh, it's classic rock to me. Oh man, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, I'm about not. No, that. I'm not that. Now, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Guns N' Roses was a thing. I was born in '85, mm-hmm. so which means I wasn't more aware of Guns N' Roses until like about '93. Mm. Okay. But here's the thing, though. It was like they came and went. Yeah. They only had two records. Technically, two mm-hmm. successful records and disappeared, and now they're back. Mm-hmm. Not hundred percent back, because I don't think Slash Slash reconciled with Axl Rose, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's in the band anymore. Still, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm just the thing that they classic rock. Well, I mean, it's weird. It's like obviously, I'm I'm not old enough to have been alive when when a lot of that was going on, yeah. when all of that was going on, really. But I I always grew up with that music. That was the music that was played around me a lot. Other than, you know, a lot of Spanish music. Okay. You know, every Sunday morning, wake up and clean. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, I've always had a soft spot for that kind of stuff. Okay. For my next choice, I'd actually have You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Okay. Again, it's a slower song, but I would want to hear their rendition of it, having it be fast-paced and maybe more geared towards um, a, a heavier rock song than what it actually is. And then for my last one, I have Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple okay again and I keep saying again but for the same reason I chose all of these songs because I would really love to hear this ensemble <clears throat> do these songs okay that's 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 uh, the main point so that's my list alright moving on so my well, list your list alright my list is gonna fall under part um part punk mm-hmm. and metalcore that is my favorite genre I like listening to metalcore and I like listening Metal core to me is falls under the metal. Mm-hmm. As much as people hate metal core, it's still metal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it has the double bass, um, drums. You have your heart, your heart, your <laughs> your hooks. Would you say metalcore is metal in its core? Yeah, we could say that. <laughs> um, and punk, I mean, despite Blink-182, <laughs> it's still, punk is still, it's not giving a fuck. That's the type of punk or punk rock it is. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's basically not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. So, mom, the musicians I pick reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, for singer Brody Daly, okay, nice from Distillers, Spinneret, her own um, her own um, um, independent stuff. She still kicks ass, yeah. and she still has that that deep voice mm-hmm. um, when she ever since she first came out with the Distillers. Mm-hmm. Um, Originally, her sound was more like Rancid, mm-hmm. and now her sound is going more is more mainstream, mm-hmm. but not is but it's still keeping that hardcore punk sound, mm-hmm. which would in terms of her in the band. Yeah, um, it's got that that tinge of millennial whoop without actually having it. Yeah, um, which is the actual name for it. Believe it or not, I I found that out the other day and I was appalled. <laughs> wow. Um, someone who I think who can um, play off um, play off of her very well for lead guitarist Brian Brian what the fuck am I thinking about You're thinking <clears throat> about Brian apparently yeah apparently <laughs> um, Ben Wyman um, the lead guitarist of the now defunct the the Deliger Escape Plan oh nice he fucking kicks ass now here's the thing about Deliger Escape Plan here's why I think he works well with Brody Deliger Escape Plan do not rehearse. They do not jam before they play. They just go right into it and play it or just create a new fucking song. Wow. So all their songs from their records are them just fucking playing. Wow. That's pretty cool. If something sounds like if he does a guitar solo and it sounds mm-hmm. good, Greg, um, um, the lead singer Greg would be like, hmm, let me see what vocals I can put to this. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's so, how organic music comes out. That's and that's awesome. And that's called math core. Oh, okay. So I'm hmm. like, Holy shit! I'm learning. I'm, I was like, I didn't. I labeled them as rock artists. I never like. I didn't know there was different labels to different terms of anything under rock. Uh-huh. So like them using like <clears throat> math or just like poetry and just stuff like how they all play and just how they all just assimilate together. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a mixing of mediums that you wouldn't expect that actually has a really good, a good sound. Yeah. As backup vocalist and rhythm guitarist, Ray Toro. Of my chemical romance. Oh, okay. He he can be someone who could do lead. Yeah, but I think he can do very well working with he can him and um Ben can work off one another doing lead. Yeah, think of um the Strokes. They're two guitarists. Sometimes yeah, yeah, you have yeah, yeah. one who's the lead, and all of a sudden they switch over. Yeah, it's I got the you. Other guitarist who's leading. So you have those two. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool, actually. Yeah. For bass from a perfect, formerly a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. Um, now an imperfect circle. They they still they still rock an oval, if you will. The, I think the bass player from Tool is, um, took over as the bass um, for a perfect circle. Oh okay. Um, but she to me on her, I think she did three records with a perfect circle. Still, it just you can tell like the bass line for her. It was just like that's the first thing you hear. Mm-hmm. Then you hear the guitars, the rhythm, and the lead. It's just like they was focused a lot on bass. That bass leads out. And it's like, it leads in, leads out. It carries the melody. It's just like, and when you watch um, Judith, mm-hmm. the way how she fucking plays it, mm-hmm. she's just like, the fucking bass is the length of her. Mm-hmm. And she's playing it like it's fucking, like she's doing metal. 
<laughs> and I'm like, fuck yes. Um, her name is Paz Lynchen Lynchen Ten. Paz, wait, what? Right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't pronounce that either. <laughs> and she's also another person who could do backup vocals as well. Nice. So, like, when you listen to Judith, is um, James Maynard, her, and the lead guitarist doing the vocals for that. That'd be cool. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for my drummer, Justin Foley of Kill Switch Engage. Oh, okay. Why? Why him? Listen to Signal Fire, uh-huh. and you just you understand why. <laughs> he hits you right in the fucking eardrums with that double bass. Nice. And this is like holy fucking shit. He does it again through, um, when he was with um As I Lay Dying mm-hmm. in that band. And most of the original um, records for pretty much the Howard Jones era of Kill Switch Engage. Oh, okay. Before the original singer came back. Okay, yeah, that'd be cool. This dude is a crazy fucking drummer. Out of all drummers that I like, this dude is the best. That's awesome. And for the rhythm section, which means keep... Now, rhythm section, it'll be me. But if you... um, There's a musician that's on YouTube. I forgot his name. Um, oh, Mark Rebley. He has his keyboard, but he has it hooked to his um laptop. So he's using it like a MIDI controller. Yeah. So he's doing a mixture of drums, guitars, basses, saxophones. Nice. And all these sounds he he's finding and he's creating original music from it. That's really cool. So most of these music you hear, you you think you hear an extra guitarist. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably someone on on a mixing on a soundstage. Yeah. Behind them. Think um, Linkin Park with DJ Han. Oh, yeah. If it sounds like there's an extra guitarist, it either is Mike Shinoda playing the guitar. Yeah. Or is DJ Han playing something with um, as going according to everyone else. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see that. That would be me in the rhythm section. That is a really good lineup, man. Um, But I'm like, I was looking at this lineup. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And plus me re-listening to the distillers to Diligent Escape Plan. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they would definitely work together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my song choices, as we associate originally by of my cement, as we associate to me, it's like when I hear the song, it's like I can hear Brody doing this soft the uh, the softness mm-hmm. of the of the melodies of 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 the song. But if you want that that scream that guttural, yeah. I, I definitely think Ray Terrell can do it. Yeah, probably if not Ray. I can do it. <laughs> nice um and it's and it's more on a reflection of ourself and how we view the world <clears throat> that's why like um as we associate nice i'm still gonna keep you seen the butcher okay that song is played like it's is like it's sexually like some form of pleasure mm-hmm. chino has from this and you mm-hmm. see the video and it's reflection of that yeah yeah I have not seen anything Brody Daly done mm-hmm. that has that. And I was like, I want to hear her sing this song. Okay. And I know vocally and people are probably going to get like, it's probably going to be different when you haven't heard. Sing- like, no shit's going to be her mm-hmm. singing it, but the way how it's going to be approached with her singing it. Mm. And the guitar is that, that, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that, yeah. that that first hook, that riff. Oh, if you hear either Ray or Ben do that shit, yeah, that would be fucking lit. Nice, nice. Um, next song, <clears throat> Swerve City, by Deftones. That's a good one. 
that one I have not once again there's certain musical choices I'm going specific musically and that would challenge the singer mm-hmm. when you hear Swerve City he's doing a lot of um, more like cadence scream mm-hmm. and you don't ever hear Brody doing that kind of a thing uh-huh. I want she can, she can definitely sing but I want to hear that type of singing yeah yeah like operatic you don't hear, hear her ever doing that um, I want I want to hear her mm-hmm. do that type of thing. That would that would honestly be really good. Yeah, I would want to hear that too. <laughs> um, Objects in a Mirror by Mac Miller. R.I.P. <laughs> yep. Um, more of a softer song. Mm-hmm. You hear more of the instrumentals from the backup band, mm-hmm. which would be me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, One of Us is the Killer by Danger Escape Plan. Okay. It starts off smooth, yeah. and then towards the end, mm-hmm. it starts. Then you, if you listen to Dillinger Escape Plan, mm-hmm. most of the songs start off soft, and then all of a sudden, it like kicks you in the fucking teeth. Yeah. Um, and Milk Lizard from start to fucking finish. It's a mosh. This is a straight mosh pit song. <laughs> That's the one that you're expecting to actually get kicked into the teeth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you have, um, and that was my list. But if you listen to Dillinger Escape Plan or see their concerts, mm-hmm. it is though It's not just one specific fucking area they do in a mosh no it's the whole fucking crowd it's a mosh ocean yeah <laughs> like you legit see um ben wyman fucking got his eye um above his eye busted open <laughs> legit but there's a photo of him with his fucking eye just um under his eyebrow right around the lid mm-hmm. that's busted open wow <laughs> um lead singer um can't fucking believe it he took shit and rubbed it over his face what Yes, like fuck? holy fucking shit! There was one what he busted. Fuck? He um busted his own mouth open, and blood is coming out. What the fuck? They are that fucking hard. If you looked at them, they all are fucking jacked. They yeah, stay. Yeah. They stay fit and they stay fucking healthy. Wow. So if we're gonna do all this crazy shit. They yeah, have yeah. to be. Um, the drummer, fingers busting. Mm-hmm. All that. I'm like fuck. <laughs> um, there's a video. The taking one the, the words of Ringo start a heart. One of the last songs, one of the last shows they did was out here in L.A. Um, the Ophir, oh fuck, it's in Hollywood. the Orpheum. Yes, the, the or- uh, Orpheum. Yeah, yeah. He jumped off the second story balcony. Holy shit! Really? Into the crowd. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking epic. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping they got him. Oh, they caught him. <laughs> um, and one of their other lo- um, lo- um last shows in Long Beach. Uh huh. This one I was pissed that I missed because do you know how much of the tickets for that one? Probably really affordable. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, seven dollars affordable. What? Yeah, he jumped off one of those um, as one of those bar- those um the barrier not barriers um they have to wrap the mic um the speakers to it um I would say rafters. Yeah, yeah. Um, he jumped on that. He climbed up on that. Jumped off that into the crowd. Wow. Really wow. He, that there that fucking crazy. That's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And they are into it. I'm like, and I can see why they finally finished as a band. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. I mean, they really need good insurance. <laughs> they are, as performance wise, they're the best. Yeah. Music, and to, for me, musically, they're the best. And he's technically the second lead singer. Greg um, Potasio is the second singer. Uh-huh. I forgot the name of the, um, the original singer of the Dillinger Escape, but he's the, um, the second. Mm-hmm. So Milk Lizard is his, um, no, actually, no, Milk Lizard wasn't his, uh. For, um, his first song it was technically I'm gonna play it cause I don't give a fuck if we're gonna get sued or not <laughs> it is I thought you said you wanted to get monetized no don't do it 
Nah, I don't give I a shit. I say... <laughs> no, that's the last record. This is Milk Lizard. Nice. I thought I had a save. Well, why don't we link the, the song in the description so that way people can listen to it for themselves. Check it out. Yeah. So this was this episode of the Giant Contraband Robots. Next week, what's going to happen? I don't know. Stay tuned. Same bad channel, same bad time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.